0: Hey everybody, I'm Ben from InterNACHI, that's the International Association of Certified Home Inspectors, and this is an InterNACHI webinar. We do InterNACHI webinars, they're all free and online and open to everybody. We do one or two a week, and sometimes I teach, and those are the boring webinars, and sometimes I have a special guest, like today. We have Tammy Lynn Guns, Uh, she is an expert presenter, uh, and she's gonna teach us home inspectors about fear, uh, there's a lot of instability in this economy, and um, there are a few things that key things to keep uh, an unstable business more stable. One of the killers of a business is to be afraid and to um, not have any resources at your disposal in order to get past this. Um, so a lot of us are essential businesses in the country in, in the United States and Canada, but some of us are not. And we're waiting for this pent up demand to come around so that we can get back uh, to do what we do best, operating successful home inspection businesses. So, Tammy, I wanna thank you very much for spending your precious time with us and doing a presentation for us.
1: I'm excited. Are you there? Thank
0: you. Oh, yeah, thank I'm you. here.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: <laughs> I really appreciate it. So, uh, whenever you're available, Tammy, you can take over and share your screen and do a presentation for us. What are we gonna talk about today?
1: We are going to be talking about how to, you know, effectively move through change.
0: We are certainly going through that.
1: Yes. Now, I'm trying to bring up, it says share screen, but I don't see.
0: Let me see. Yep, that share screen button at the bottom, and then got to find that screen that you're sharing.
1: There we go. Maybe okay, hidden. got it. Okay. Wonderful. Is that good? Can you see it?
0: It looks great. Thank you.
1: Perfect. Okay. Well, then let's get started. So um, again, our topic today is afraid of change, how it can actually hurt your business rather than help it. Oh, it's not letting me move to the next slide. Hmm. Oh, there we go. There we there. Go. Okay. So again, my name is Tammy Lynn Guns, and um, there's just some of my contact information. So I'd like to start off the presentation with a quote, which is actually an overarching principle that we're going to be talking about today. So the secret of change is to focus all of your energy not on fighting the old, but on building the new and this may seem pretty straightforward, but it's actually where people get stuck, is people get stuck in that they want to continue to fight the old, they don't want to accept um, that the new is coming about, and so they end up getting themselves stuck. Now, we can imagine years ago, right, we used to get around, at least in the United States and certainly other countries, by horse and buggy, and um, Ford, who had started, of course, the Ford Motor Company, was famous for saying that if you actually ask people, you know, about, you know, transportation, they would not think to start something completely different like a car. When you ask people, they would instead say, how do we make the horse and buggy better? So they might think about, you know, better wheels or how do we, you know, redesign the buggy, or what could we do? Do we add a horse? What do we do? But they don't think outside of the box in actually to make radical change. And sometimes radical change is what is necessary. In fact, now we know, right, we have a sports car, certainly has a lot of uh, different attributes to having the horse and buggy. But again, without change, things don't, you know, Change is is constant throughout our society. It's actually the only thing that really is normal. So adapting to change is absolutely essential, not only in your business, but this actually applies in your personal life as well. So it is not the strongest species that survive, nor the most intelligent, but it's actually the most responsive to change. And this of course is by Charles Darwin. So again, let's think about this the importance of this quote, because we can think back to perhaps, you know, maybe um, our high school days when someone who was graduated, you know, first in their class, you know, so we thought, wow, that person's really, really smart. But when you look at their life today, perhaps, you know, they're not quote unquote as successful as others because maybe they were not receptive to moving through change. Now I am currently, I do a couple of things and one of the things that I do is I do healthcare consulting and I've been doing healthcare consulting for over two decades and in this um, I work with very large healthcare systems and we know that healthcare is changing very very quickly. You know there's always new diagnoses going on, new diagnostic tools, new ways of treating disease And certainly within this current environment of the COVID-19, you know, these people are trying to come up with new vaccines or new ways of treating. They're learning very quickly, how can we save these patients? But here's the thing is that change is really happening in all sectors. This is not at all unique to the healthcare industry. And we know that change is happening in your area as well. So there are either two ways that you are moving both personally and in your business. You are either growing and expanding or you are shrinking and dying. There are two different ways to move. And hopefully you've made a choice to grow and expand. Now we also know that when people grow and expand, they're adapting to new situations. And if you're instead going the other direction, if you're not making the effort to grow and expand, you're going to be shrinking and dying. And unfortunately for some businesses, if they end up you know, shrinking and dying, or they're not paying attention to you know, having their finger on the pulse of what's going on, what can happen is either your company can get so small that somebody else will gobble you up or unfortunately you could end up, um, you know, not being in existence. So it's really, really important to always keep our finger on the pulse of what's going on. Here's an example, a very quick example of a business. I mean, years ago, I remember when I had young children, uh, we used to plan our Friday nights around Blockbuster, right? It was like, okay, let's pick up a pizza, but we better go to Blockbuster first before we pick up the pizza because otherwise we're not gonna be able to get our favorite movie that the kids wanna watch. And so many people may not be aware, I mean, most people are aware Blockbuster is no longer in existence, they've gone bankrupt. I do believe there's still one store left. But, But here's the thing, Blockbuster actually had an opportunity, they were given the first opportunity to purchase Netflix and they turned them down. Now, what's the significance of that? Obviously, we know Blockbuster is no longer in existence, whereas Netflix is, of course, thriving. And the problem was, is that Blockbuster was really living high off the hog, right? They were just all fat and happy. They loved their brick and mortar stores. They loved their model. They were number one, and they were not keeping their finger on the pulse of adapting to change. And so it's important because, again, you always want your business to be, you know, growing and expanding and you don't want to end up like a blockbuster. You'd prefer to be the Netflix that's, you know, aware of what's going on in the marketplace. So here's, you know, a time to really pause and think for just a moment about your own business, but actually also think about your personal life. Because especially as, you know, uh, small businesses or sole proprietors, because I fall in that same category, I know that my own, you know, my own mental state, my own mindset obviously flows over into my business. So I'm, I'm very careful to always be working on myself as, as well as working on my business. And certainly we know our own competition, right? We're very familiar with with our own particular marketplace, and and what the competition is, and where the business is. But again, like what just happened with COVID-19, right? you have something that happened that disrupts an industry, and it was something that came out of the blue, or seemingly came out of the blue, right? So now we have to be able to adapt to this particular change. So, here is a slide of pie. Of course, it looks delicious, but that's not the reason I put it in there. Uh, the reason I put it in there is I just want to let you know that as a consultant, one of the things that I do, I actually think is incredibly easy. I you know, will go in, I'll assess the situation, I'll assess an emergency department, I'll go to an inpatient unit, I'll assess them. And the executives that hire me I just write up a report and I say, okay, here's what you should be doing. Here's the key performance indices you're not hitting. And here are ways to do that. And then I hand them the report and then I leave. So let me tell you something. I also get hired once I give them a report to actually make those changes and implementation is actually way harder than just making recommendations because implementation requires action. And so we'll see how this plays out as well as we continue throughout the presentation. So here's a really simple example. Let's say, you know, some of you may out there have kids. Let's say you were hired as a consultant to go in into somebody's home and say to them, oh, well, I, you know, I did an assessment of your family. And yeah, your kids need to be eating more vegetables. Yeah, they need to be doing their homework. And yeah, they should be in bed at 8.30 p.m. every night. Uh, Here's your report. Can I get paid? See ya, right? So it's a lot easier to actually just tell people or to know what to do. But of course, we know it's actually much harder to do it. So knowledge, just having the knowledge to do something, that's an intellectual exercise, but we need action, right? We actually need action to move about change because again, if all you're doing is handing over the report that says your kids should be eating more vegetables, your kids need to go to bed at eight thirty PM sharp every night and they need to be doing their homework. This is what happens, right? So you really want to instead, you know, equip people with Tips and tricks and tools that will actually help them right versus just telling people So I'm really hoping that you're going to get some great tips and tricks and tools that you can use as well So let me just tell you Very quickly a little bit about some of the change. I've had to move through in my life um, I this was a, several years ago I um, I was uh, married for a period of about 16 years, and at the time, um, I was, you know, I had three children, and my then husband, he came home, and he said to me very, I mean, honestly, nonchalantly and out of the blue, so I'm done being married to you, and I know how much you love the kids so you can have them, and then he ran off, so talk about abrupt change that happened in my life. Now, what happens is we, this is very, very normal. The first thing we do, remember that quote we started out with? People usually will, you deny it. You, I was upset. I'm like, this cannot be happening. And then I was fighting it. I was fighting the change like this. No, like this can't be my reality. And here's the thing. The quicker you move through fighting what is happening and actually accept it, that's when you can get on the path to making real change. And so, I mean, this happened a while ago, this happened actually 14 years ago, and my life has changed dramatically. So at that time, I actually hadn't worked for over 10 years in my profession, because we were moving around the country um, for my uh, husband's career. And so what ended up happening is I needed to re-enter the workforce after being out of it for over 10 years. And when I was reading different books and different um, sources of how do I re-enter the workforce, Everyone said, oh, nobody's gonna hire you, you're a dinosaur, your skills are obsolete. So instead of filling my mind with that, I decided to stop reading that and start saying, no, I need to start taking action and get on a better path. Well, of course, you know this was 14 years ago. Subsequently from that, here I was making no money. I moved all the way up the corporate ladder to becoming an executive within healthcare. And then of course, change happened again. In that, my company was going through a restructure and they laid off thousands of us. I was at a very large company that had over 25,000 employees. And so I was one of those, unfortunately, whose job was eliminated. So I needed to change again. So we all know, I mean, this is just one simple example. I know you guys all have lots of examples in your life of where change was required. But the important thing is don't stay stuck. So let's go through some of these key tips and tricks that you're going to be able to use so that you can effectively move through change, not only in your business, but also in your personal life. So key understanding number one, and I've already touched on it, is that knowledge does not equate to change in behavior, right? We know the kids should go to bed at 8.30 p.m. sharp every night but do they, we know they should eat their vegetables, right? Knowledge alone does not equate to change in behavior. So we can't assume just because you know something, you're actually going to change. Because how many of us know how to lose weight, but how many of us are actually always at our ideal weight, right? Eat less, exercise more. So we know something, but yet we don't take action in following through. But it's actually an important point where people get stuck, is they get stuck thinking, well, you already know it, you know what to do, but you need to actually take the action. It has to be followed up with that. So what does that mean? It really means that a goal doesn't fail us. It's the implementation that fails us. So many of us set goals in our lives. We set goals in our businesses, and then we wonder why sometimes we, we don't achieve them. And it really has to do, sometimes we will get stuck in not moving forward, you know, from a mindset perspective. And sometimes it's because we, we get stuck in thinking knowledge in and of itself is enough to make change. And it's not. You actually need to take action. So I'll give an example of something that happened um, throughout my career, which, I mean, it's somewhat funny when you think about it, but... Here's an example where a company thinks that just sending out an email, hey guys, by the way, starting on Monday, we're gonna be doing a new procurement process. Here's the email on how to go through that, right? And so this is a company that is just sending out information, which we know is knowledge, but not actually moving through or helping to move through that change. So what happens is, a lot of times the companies will go, well, I don't understand what's going on. Why are people not making this change? And it's because you're just blasting out an email without actually helping to more uh, move that process along. And so people will get stuck. The change doesn't happen because there was just basically an email of, here's the knowledge, but not actually any kind of tools of how to move through it. So again, Key understanding number one is that knowledge alone does not equate to change in behavior. I bet a lot of you have great knowledge in how to expand your businesses, but you actually need to act upon that knowledge. So let's move on to key understanding number two. Key understanding number two is that the gap is full of stress. So what do I mean by that? If you are right now at point A and you're setting a goal to move to point B, there's a gap, right? There's going to be a gap between point A and point B. And that gap is going to be full of stress. And let's explore what that means. Now, where in the world does stress come from, right? We hear the word stress, we think we know what stress is, but stress really comes from when you do not believe you have the adequate resources to effectively deal with a situation. That's really where stress comes from. And let me state that again. Stress comes about when you do not feel you have the adequate resources to effectively deal with the situation. So let's go through an example of how stress is incredibly different in different situations for different people. So again, remember we're at point A, we're trying to get to point B and and we're trying to navigate that gap. So let's imagine for a moment that you're standing on the edge of this pier and the island behind you is on fire. And you have got to get off the island. That is your only chance of survival. And so here you are standing on the edge of the pier and you can see the safety, right? It's across the lake. However, if you're standing on the edge of the pier and you know you can't turn back because the island's on fire and you have no idea how to swim, can you even imagine how incredibly stressful that would be? So now your stress levels have just gone through the roof because you, you feel you do not have the adequate resources to effectively deal with the situation. Now, imagine for a moment, somebody comes up and throws you a life preserver. Your stress levels will go down, right? Because now you think, okay, at least I'm going to float. I don't know how to swim, but at least I'm going to float. Or if there's more resources, maybe somebody in a boat comes by and picks you up at the end of the pier. Again, your stress levels will go down because you have the you feel you have the adequate resources to effectively deal with the situation. Or imagine you're Michael Phelps, right? I mean, oh, right, you're standing on the end of the pier, you're thinking, hey, this is fun, right? This is no problem for me. I have zero stress, absolutely zero stress, because I can swim across this lake multiple times, no problem. Right? So Here you've got different people are going to have different stress levels when faced with the exact same problem because it's based on what are their resources and what are their skill sets, right? Michael Phelps, no problem. If it's you on the end of the pier and you have no idea how to swim, that's really scary, right? You're navigating the gap and it has stress. So the important thing to remember, again, is that some people are going to react very, very different to stress, even when faced with that same situation. Maybe you have an employee who loves moving through change. They don't, they don't have problems with that. Or some people, you know, it will set off their stress levels. But remember, some people are like, oh, I'm so excited. Like if you're Michael Phelps, this is great. I welcome this challenge. This is like a walk in the park. So stress levels can vary depending on the situation and depending on what your resources are. So key understanding number two is that the gap is full of stress. Recognize that. Recognize when you're going from point A, you're going through change to point B, there is gonna be stress and how can you effectively manage that stress by getting adequate resources? The next key understanding is that imagined stress is just as real as actual stress, okay? This is really key to understand. So let's go through an example of what do I mean by this? So if you have real stress, in a situation, I mean, the house really is on fire. It really is burning down. Let's get out of here, right? That is real stress. The house is really burning. But you can also have imagined stress and that is just as real. So when it comes to stress, there really is no difference whether the stress is real, the house is really on fire, or you're just imagining things. We actually have way more imagined stress in our lives, both in our businesses and in our personal lives than the real stress. We bring about some stress. So let's go through an example, what do I mean by this? So let's imagine that you took one of the lemons, like say you have a a lemon from your refrigerator and you slice it in half And then you take one of the pieces of the lemon and you actually squeeze that into your mouth, right? Just, I mean, you're not doing it actually. Just go ahead and imagine taking half of a lemon and squeezing that juice into your mouth, okay? So you're not really doing it. We're just going through this exercise. Now, how many of us actually though, when you even just think about a lemon, You start to kind of like pucker up and you start to think, you know, like, you know, even your cheeks or you start getting more saliva going on, right? And this is just from an imagination. You're not actually sucking on a lemon. You're just thinking about sucking on a lemon. And yet you can have a physiological response to an imagined situation. Now, why do I bring up this example? The reason why is because when we go about our businesses and we think about stress that or situations that may or may not occur, we will have a physiological response, even if it's just an imagined situation. And so we can increase, we can artificially increase the stress response in our systems just by sitting and not, and not literally doing anything. I mean that you're, so the important thing to remember is stop sucking on imaginary lemons. A lot of times in our own minds, we will go down the worst case scenario path. And so we start, unfortunately, negatively impacting ourselves and it can work, you know, obviously wreak havoc on your, on your health. So Key understanding number three is that, imagined stress is just as real as real stress. Key understanding number four, the gap is full of uncertainty, okay? Again, you're at point A, if, in order to move through change, you're gonna to have to get to point B. And the other thing is that, that gap is full of uncertainty. So how does that impact us, not being able to effectively move through change? Well, I'll give you some examples. Uh, Two years ago, I unfortunately was in a really bad car accident, and um, my car was totaled, and I ended up with a severe concussion. Now, that's not the important part. The important part is when I went through these concussion protocol clinics, I learned a lot about our brains and how our brains function, and so that's what I'm going to share with you today. So our brains like certainty. Our brains like to know what to do. We are actually wired to not like uncertainty. We like to know what's going on because we can count on it. In fact, our brains love it when it, when it's boring, like we don't have to learn anything new. Now, why would that be? Why would our brains like something that is absolutely predictable? And the reason why is because we fire in our brains. There's neural networks that fire. And so when we have information that we already know, those neural pathways in our brain, it's almost like going down a dirt road that you've gone down many, many times. And you start to get ruts in the road. Well, that's the same thing thing with our brains when you do something again and again and again that's a known pathway and it's so well known that you could literally fall asleep at the wheel and you're still going to get there right our brains love that because we're like okay been up and down this path a lot I know this is safe you know I've been up and down this road many many times nothing to worry about or if there are, I already know about the turns I need to slow down on. So our brains like that because we feel safe. And when you navigate into an area of uncertainty, that's where we have to be on heightened alert. So our brains will literally go warning, warning. You know, we're, we're venturing into uncharted territory. So our brains have to now sit up and take notice to ensure the safety of us. And so this is why, I mean, and we all know, change requires you to go to this place, doesn't it? If you go to a known place, those are the ruts in the road. That is the road you've traveled up a million times, and your brain's like, no problem. But if you're going to change and do something different, Now your brain is resisting and it's saying, oh, wait a minute, I got to be on heightened alert here. I need to pay attention because am I safe? So this is really normal. Anytime you go through change, you're going to be on the heightened sense of alert because your body is scanning the environment for safety, right? In the old days, right? It would be Oh, is there a tiger out there? You know, what do we have to, to see? Is the tiger going to pounce? Whereas um, you know, nowadays we're we're looking through change through what we would seem physically safe, but again, remember that lemon how our body is going to react even to an imagined situation? Our bodies want to know that we're going to be safe when we go through change. So, of course, we don't function anymore out in the environment. You know, we're not looking for that tiger and which tree is he going to you know, pounce from. We work you know, in sophisticated society, right? Or you know, supposedly, right? We, we function in that. And so we on the outside can appear really calm, cool, and collected But on the inside, we're going crazy because our bodies are really checking, our minds are checking for safety. And again, this happens when we move through change, when we go through something that is uncertain. We actually like certain misery over the misery of uncertainty. And you may think, well, how could that be? Why would I choose certain misery but we, it's actually far scarier for us. It's far more miserable for us to go to an area of uncertainty. So again, this is just recognizing that so that we can move through it. And we know that people actually like, um, you know, there's certain misery. I mean, how many people know that they've been through a miserable job or perhaps a miserable relationship or a miserable situation? It's kind of like, we would much rather stick with the devil we know than the devil we don't know. So that is where we, we get stuck and we won't move through change because, again, going through change requires us to go to the unknown. Now, another thing to know is it's, whether it's your employees or it's yourself, people will have varying levels of ability to deal with change at work. And it's based on current situations in their lives or in your life. So let's just go through a quick, a few quick examples. Now we all know right now with COVID nineteen that some of the most vulnerable people in the population could be the elderly, and maybe you personally have um, aging parents or maybe you have aging grandparents. And so not only when you get up and you're thinking about the stress of your own. Um, company your own business you may also be thinking about the stress that could be happening in your life and remember this is going to also be wearing on you in your own mindset or perhaps you have employees or even yourself who are now struggling with say helping kids with homework or when you get home from work instead of coming home and having a chance to relax and have respite and be able to you know, regenerate for the next day. Maybe you've got a kid who's flunking math. And so now that's weighing on you, right? This is a personal situation. Or perhaps you have, um, you know, some of your employees who are struggling with money, or maybe you're struggling with finances right now. So these are extra burdens that will weigh on us while we're trying to be on heightened alert while moving through change. Perhaps even there's issues with relationships, whether there's relationship issues with um, a significant other or your kids or your family. And these things we know will actually draw from us while we're trying to move through change within our business. So how can we overcome that? Well, let's think about an example of every morning when you wake up if you could imagine that there's 100 energy dollars underneath of your pillow, and you can take those 100 energy dollars and you can spend them on your day. And if you overspend your 100 energy dollars, now you're drawing into your own physical reserves, emotional reserves, right? And so we wanna be careful as we go throughout our day spending those energy dollars. So we know that, you know, as your company is moving through change, you also have to recognize that there could be other strains on those energy dollars, as I indicated, whether it's financial or, you know, situational and people having to do homeschooling now and all of that. So it's just to recognize that we really have a lot that could be pulling on us. So understanding number four is that the gap, again, going from point A to point B is full of uncertainty. And we are naturally wired to be on heightened alert during uncertainty. Key understanding number five is bailing out too early. What do I mean by this? If you're going from point A to point B, some people will bail out before they actually get to point B. Now, there's a... Or a cartoon that I used to watch growing up, and I'm sure many of you watched this as well, and it was the the cartoon of the tortoise and the hare. And as a kid, I remember thinking, oh, I do not like this cartoon. This is so silly. Of course, the hare is way faster than the tortoise. This doesn't make sense. The only reason the tortoise beat the hare is because the hare fell asleep under the tree and lost sight of the finish line. I mean, this is so silly. I don't even get this cartoon. But now as an adult, let me tell you, I think this is brilliant. Okay. Why do I think this is brilliant? Because how many of us metaphorically fall asleep before we get to point B? we too lose sight of the finish line. And we fall asleep on our dreams and we fall asleep before we get there. So there's another example. This is an incandescent light bulb, right? The Edison light bulb. And Thomas Edison, many people may not be familiar with the fact that it took him over 10,000 tries before he came up with the proper filament for the incandescent light bulb. And when Thomas Edison was interviewed about that, he said, I didn't fail 10,000 times. He said, I simply found 10,000 ways that didn't work. So you can look at a situation instead of win losing, you could look at it as I either win or I learn. And that's how Thomas Edison looked at this. I mean, I know as a sole proprietor, Um, In my own business, there are many things I have done that were not the most fruitful paths, but instead of beating myself up and saying, well, yeah, good job, Tammy, you tried that and it didn't work. Instead, if you flip it around and you say, you know what, it's not win-lose, it's win-learn. And then eventually, if you don't lose sight of the finish line, if instead you keep going along, you will eventually get to point B. So if we can adopt the tortoise mindset of do not lose sight of the finish line. This also can impact employee engagement. So um, for those of you that do have employees, when you are constantly doing changes and not following through with them, you know, they could end up saying, ah, this is like the flavor of the month. If we just resist the change long enough, they're going to let go of it, right? I mean, same with getting back to the example of the kids at 8.30 p.m. bedtime. If you really don't actually stick with it, the kids can resist long enough and they can go, oh, great. Now, mom and dad are actually, you know, we can stay up till 9 or 9.30. So it's really just not losing sight of that finish line. So in order to go from point A to point B, and if we define getting to point B as a successful um, venture, It would mean that success is actually something that is a choice. It's something that we go to. Point B doesn't come to us. We need to take action and get to point B. And then just as a reminder, key understanding number five is bailing out too early. Now the last tip and trick and tool I wanted to give you is to celebrate success along the way. What do I mean by this? Well, if 10 really awesome things happened to you today and one bad one, what would you be thinking about now? Well, if you're like most people, you're going to be thinking about the bad one, right? You're not going to be thinking about the 10 really awesome things that happened during your day, but that's actually very normal. Why is this? Again, remember when I was talking about my car accident and I learned a lot about the brain physiology? we are actually trained to look at what is wrong in our environments so we can fix it so we are actually wired to do this now why would it be that way and so we got had 10 really awesome things happen but we're sitting there focusing on the one that went wrong well let's imagine that you know we are like our ancestors that came over let's let's just use an example i know people came to america from all over the world but let's just use an example of some of the early ancestors that came either over to the United States or to, say, Canada, um, coming over from Europe. So let's say you're on the ship, and, you know, there's some really awesome things that happen. You know, there's a, the chef made an awesome breakfast, and there's this beautiful sunset, but there's a hole in the hull of the ship. Well, do you think you're going to be sitting around and talking about how awesome breakfast was yeah the chef really you know nailed it this time or you're going to be talking about how beautiful the sunset is of course not you're going to focus on the one problem the problem being the hole in the hull of the ship because my goodness if you don't repair that the ship's going down and this is how our brains are wired we are constantly on the lookout for what can i fix what can i fix where's the problem Right. So we never actually get to sit back and enjoy the sunsets or relish in those sunsets because we're always on the lookout for the next problem. So what happens then is positive or negative thoughts can end up dominating our thinking. And usually it's the negative thoughts because we're wired to look for the problem. And what can happen is when we're going round and round and round. Remember, as a kid on the playground, the merry-go-round would go round and round and round. Well, if we always are looking for the problem, we're always, our minds are going to the negative thoughts, negative thoughts, negative thoughts. Well, if you have sustained negative thoughts, that's gonna put you in a negative mood. So, how do we end up instead getting our merry-go-round to actually start thinking about those 10 positive things that happen to us? Well, it actually comes down to gratitude. And now I know some of you may have heard of this. And I know years ago when I was like, oh, seriously, you cannot be serious. Really, just to be grateful for what I already have. That's just, I don't, I don't believe that. But I, I promise you, if you actually make this a part of your day, your daily rituals, of no matter how bad things are looking in your business or your personal life or any situation. If you instead sit down with a blank piece of paper and you write down the good, you can start to then get your wheel looking and start looking for all of the good that's in your environment. So it can help you to focus on the positive and what's actually working. It's not as though the situation changes, right? COVID-19 is still here. We are making changes. It's just that the lens you look through is different when you start to instead look at what is actually working in my business or what is actually working in my personal life. Now, I went to a presentation by a gentleman named Sean Acor. It was several years ago. I was down in Dallas, Texas, and Sean Acor actually went to Harvard University, and he did this whole study on the concept of happiness because he was quite intrigued by the fact that he was at Harvard University so he was surrounded by what we you know it's hard to get into that university right they take the best and the brightest and he thought why is it that I'm around all these freshmen and sophomore students who should be relishing in the fact that they're it at one of the best universities in the world and yet most of them were actually not happy which is what why Sean started his um path of trying to understand happiness and what he said is he said there's always a blizzard of information at any given point in time our environment is bombarding us with a blizzard of information and yet we can only process a few snowflakes at a time and he said happy people will will look for the happy positive snowflakes in their environment Whereas people who are negative will will tend to pick out the negative snowflakes in their environment. So again, this goes back to a saying we all know is that glass half empty or half full. It's how you view it. So you want to celebrate success along the way. Remember to celebrate those 10 really awesome things that happened today instead of just beating yourself up about the one thing that went wrong. So, let's go quickly through these, uh, uh, the different tips and tricks again. So, knowledge does not equate to change in behavior. Simply knowing something is not good enough. The gap is full of stress, right? Going from point A to point B, it's full of stress. And acknowledge that. Stress comes about when we don't feel We have the adequate resources to effectively deal with the situation. Remember, imagine stress is just as bad as real stress because it will, you know, it will play in your head again and again. So stop sucking on imaginary lemons. The gap is full of uncertainty, right? And so we know we have to move. We have to move to a place that's uncertain if we're going to make change. And We don't want to bail out too early. If you want to get to that finish line, be the tortoise and actually keep your eye on the finish line. And Remember to celebrate success along the way. Remember to celebrate those 10 awesome things. Take that piece of paper out. Really be grateful for the good that is happening in your business, for the good that is happening in your life. And I I end all of my presentations by by this statement, which is, I want you to always remember that you are worthy, you are lovable, and you deserve goodness in your life. A lot of us don't stop to really think about um, that we are worthy, we are lovable, and we deserve goodness. And if you can pause and, and imagine that and remember that saying, that's You know, my gift to you. I really, I love that statement. And again, I am Tammy Guns. And thank you very, very much. I appreciate that you spent some time with me. Thank you.
0: Wonderful, Tammy. Thank you so much. Uh, We really appreciate it. And if anybody has any questions, you can chat them right now if you'd like. Um, And I I really liked what you said about uh, the gap and, you know, in an uncertain time, Um, like we have in this uh, economy and environment, Um, there is a lot of unknowns. And so I really enjoyed what you said about um, filling that gap with not just knowledge, but doing something with that knowledge. So at InterNACHI, we're always telling our home inspectors to get ready for um, the pent up demand for their services. Um, And so uh, it's kind of like taking care of a snowflake at a time. Um, you know, doing a little bit of work on your business and and uh, every day working on your business, every little piece of it and finding success in every little piece and really having a plan to get all the way to um, the end, uh, point B. So I really enjoyed that presentation and and filling in that gap um, with things to do, basically. So you're always looking for maybe not the big hole in your ship, but the little holes and some other maintenance items in your business, work on your marketing business strategies and your home inspection report. And there's always training to take in order to develop yourself. Um, So yeah, that really helps um, combat the fear of this type of uh, a situation that we're all in. So thank you very much for that. I really appreciate it.
1: Oh, you're welcome. I'm really hoping somebody got at least something out of it that they can use in their lives.
0: It was really nice. And, and we also have a mentoring program for our inspectors um, so that they can talk to other people. And you are certainly a mentor, uh, a coach, and a really great um, person to listen to. Uh, so I really thank you again for your time in um, presenting to us and, and sharing what you know. Thank you again.
1: Thank you. You have a great day.
0: Bye, Tammy. Bye, everybody. Bye. See you next time. Bye.